welcome to the Smarty Podcast Series from Charlotte Smarty Pants, where we focus on all things parenting. We talk about everything from education, health, travel, beauty, fashion, and more. Join in on the discussion at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast Series is produced by Charlotte Star Room, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio, and the best parties in the QC the pop star music video parties, and professional voice lessons in a studio. Also amazing content creation. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com. Hi, everyone. This is Jen Flem and Cheryl Perry with Charlotte Smarty Pants. Thanks for joining us. We have a very special guest here today, Katrina Sellers, founder of Jewels and Vetiver Fragrances. We're super excited for her to be here and to talk about all things perfume and yummy scents. Thanks for coming. Thanks. Um, Jules and Vetiver was founded in 2018 by our local Charlotte self-professed perfume nerd, Katrina Sellers, with us today, a girl who loved perfume but hated the perfume experience. So she decided to start making the kinds of fragrances she wished existed, high quality and made by hand, without the pretentiousness and secrecy that dominates mass market perfumes. Her mission is simple shake up the traditional perfume world by revealing the art and science behind scent, making fragrance approachable, interesting, and personal. And she's also smarty mama to a sweet little two-and-a-half-year-old girl. So we'll get started and dive right in. So tell us where you got your inspiration for Jewels and Vetiver. Yeah, so I started the company, as you mentioned, back in 2018, but, you know, I've loved fragrance for a really long time. It's been kind of like a love-hate thing, though, a little bit, because, you know, you like fragrance, but it's kind of unapproachable. It's kind of, you know, first of all, it's expensive. You don't know a lot about the ingredients. So over the years, I would kind of create a collection of scents that I liked. But it wasn't until about 2017, 2018 that I realized, you know, this could be an interesting business idea because, I mean, the same problems that I face, I think a lot of people do. This this notion that you're interested in fragrance, but it's kind of very stuffy, very closed off. And sometimes the commitment, like you buy a bottle oh, and yeah. you've got this humongous mm-hmm. bottle and then you get it home and three days later, like, oh gosh, I have a headache from it. You oh know? yeah. Like, it's yeah. Or just like, maybe too. I don't want to wear this for the next six years of my life. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of times in the stores, you know, you're talking yeah. about like 100 mil bottles right. and stuff. And it's like, I don't know anyone who wants a size mm-hmm. that large. Um, but so I remember thinking, you know, maybe the same things, maybe, you know, my pain points, if you will, Maybe these are things that other people experience, too. Like, why can't fragrance be more approachable? You know, the same way that foodies have kind Mm -hmm. of emerged, let's say, in the last 15 years because people are interested in cooking and they're taking hands-on cooking classes. They know way more about ingredients. Like, I don't know anyone who knew what kimchi was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, 20 years ago, I was still quite young, so maybe that was why, too. (laughs) I like to think so. But yeah, so it was kind of that same rationale, like why can't fragrance be a little bit more like that? And I thought, you know, if I created a brand where all the ingredients were really transparent, so you kind of knew what you liked and what you didn't, you know, the ingredients weren't just like notes on a page, you know, Mm -hmm. like this is yuzu and and frangelico and, you know, also you're just like, what are these things? So um, yeah, I kind of decided that I was going to start experimenting with it and I wanted to have my own brand and, and just kind of do things differently and just strip out all the nonsense, all like the weird flim-flam and packaging. When you look at the traditional perfume industry, when you look at how much is actually spent on stuff that has nothing to do with the scent, yeah. like the packaging, right. I mean, it's the, the bulk of what you're paying for. And that just felt very wasteful and ridiculous because even though the bottle is beautiful, you're going to toss that in the trash. So I sort mm-hmm. of thought, like, let's reimagine things and let's just do things totally differently. And that's kind of where it all got started. So do you have, like, a 
were you educated in science or like how did you even learn yeah, I feel about like how you're to... a chemist no yeah. no when you see her like, I didn't work even know to say so chemist funny. that's how I was I've got a terrible at chemistry yeah. totally it's yeah it's funny so my dad is a chemist like, a lot of YouTube videos and how to make perfume no although you, you know what out? I mean we live in an era where you can where where mm-hmm. I think it's kind of un- like it's unprecedented how much can be self-taught now and right, that's the other right. thing like like things have become very democratized because there's so much information out there on the internet you really detailed YouTube videos and stuff like that you can learn a lot by doing that but no I actually took an online perfume course oh, cool. um, and there's sorts of all like all sorts of continuing ed you know there are in-person courses you can take I'm hoping to one day maybe take one of the courses in the south of France oh that sounds cool, cool. and uh, you know the online instructor that I work with also does sometimes in-person events that are kind of like specialized to working on let's say bespoke stuff or, or mm-hmm. other things so I think continuing ed is a really big component but no I mean I'm not a chemist by trade you know prior to starting Jules and Vetiver I worked for a consulting firm and I worked in marketing and financial services so my dad's a chemist so he loves the fact that suddenly I've taken an interest in this stuff but yeah I was really neat I Mm -hmm. was bad in high school when it came to chemistry so I've, I've had to overcome a lot in that regard that's neat so how do you come up with the the fragrance combinations like that's that's really hard. Actually, I remember, yeah. which will we'll, maybe maybe we should talk about the fragrance bar first, and then mm-hmm. we can talk about the combinations. But I had the privilege of attending one of your fragrance bar pop ups, and it was just the neatest thing, and it and it really was interesting how there's different. I don't remember how you phrased it, but the categories of mm-hmm. lows, mediums, highs, and or whatever it was, and. Um, it was really a f- cool exercise. So yeah, so the fragrance that. bar is really cool because it also just kind of ties into this this fact that I want fragrance to be more hands-on, more interactive. Customized. Exactly. And, yeah. Like I want people to be able to learn about themselves in the process. So, you know, we do do finished fragrance. So like our limited edition scents are scents that I create. It's all based on, on customer feedback and everything, though. So generally speaking, the creative process is, you know, I have a sense of what I think people might like, mm-hmm. but I'm not creating these scents for myself. I mean, I'm hoping people like them enough to buy them so I'll, I'll get feedback I've done focus groups I've done blind smell tests and stuff mm-hmm. like that but as it relates to the fragrance bar itself you know we started out with like 40 different combinations of top middle and base notes so that's kind of how that's it works nice. um, the fragrance bar is three top middle and base notes you end up with I think 27 different potential combinations there um, but I started out you know you I had to pick which were going to be those blends for each one of those categories and you know, I started out with like 30 or 40, and then I had to work with a focus group essentially of, of some very experienced ladies here in Charlotte who knew their stuff. And I had them help me narrow that down a little yeah. bit to something more manageable because if I put 40 different yeah. options out, yeah. it's overwhelming. So overwhelming. Where do there I were even some begin? people who were overwhelmed, but it was yeah. interesting because I had my, my 16 year old with me, and we honed in on almost the exact same combination, which was what you call rogue. Like it wasn't. You, you went with a rogue blend. That's right. <laughs> it was no top note. I believe it was two middle notes and, and a base note. So yeah. it's kind of like a non-traditional, you know, combination of ingredients. But it smelled really Is good. Is the top note lighter than the base? Like, does it go? Yes. Okay. You know, kind of the way it works is, um, well, well, I'd be happy to school yeah. you. So <laughs> it, it's essentially kind of the perfume pyramid. The It has a lot to do with, with molecules. So you'll okay. see, you know, different types Here's of ingredients. Chemistry. Yeah. Different types of ingredients, different, um, you know, different categories let's say fit into so it has a lot to do with like if you look at top notes those tend to be citruses some florals some herbs but they're like the tiny molecules so when you first spray a fragrance you're mostly getting that which is why you know if there's anything in there like grapefruit or lemon Mm -hmm. or like pepper or something you'll get that immediately Mm -hmm. as the fragrance wears on the the molecules in the middle so like the the middle or heart notes those will become more prominent and then the base notes are the largest molecules so they take the longest to, to kind of burn off 
So towards the end, you know, if you've been wearing a scent for let's say three or four hours, you're getting like middle and base notes. Most of the top notes have burned off. The traditional mm -hmm. perfume pyramid is sort of like 20% top notes, 30% mid notes and 50% base notes. But you can play around with that depending on what you like. And if you like a super consistent scent, you want something that's gonna you know, smell the same 10 minutes in, you know, two hours in, you're probably gonna wanna do more in the way of you know, base notes, if anything. Mm -hmm. That makes because, sense. Yeah, so it, you know, sometimes people will say, well, why does a scent smell different on me throughout the day? And it's because yeah. it evolves. Like if you were to take like a point in time measurement of what, what is on your skin, 10 minutes in, it's going to be different, and, and right. the amounts of everything are going to be different than two hours in. So, you know, if it smells different to you in a few hours, you're not crazy. That's that's kind of what most scents do. How well, often do you reapply your perfume during the day? I'm assuming you kind of have it in your bag. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think, I think a lot of people do have an expectation that, like, well, you know, it should be like getting ready in the morning. I spray it on, mm -hmm. and it should take, you know, take me throughout the whole day, and that's not really how it works. Right. Um, Certain scents have better longevity than others, depending on, you know, whether or not it's hot, depending on, you know, your maybe your own personal chemistry, depending on what the ingredients are. But for the most part, you should expect to reapply throughout the day. I usually reapply maybe like two or three times throughout the day, kind of like in the morning, mm -hmm. around midday. And then if you're going out at night or something like mm -hmm. that, it's always good to add a little bit more. You don't have to add a ton, but you need to refresh if you want to continue to have that scent. I will sometimes put on a little bit before bed just because it makes I me feel very luxurious. Bed. Always. That's so funny. Do you, where do you spray it? So there, there you'll hear a lot, you know, mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone's probably heard, you know, spray it, you know, in front of yourself, walk through it, you know, that way you yeah. get kind of an even coat on your body, like a paint job. Um, you know, there are a lot of different ideas, but okay. really, you know, what we've found is ideal is, you know, we use an acronym called HUE, which is H-U-E-W, which is head. Um, which I usually do the nape of the neck because I feel like, you know, when you're putting when you're putting perfume on your hair, you want to avoid the ends because there's alcohol in it. You don't want to dry out your hair, especially if you've got an expensive color job. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and then we do um, underarms, which sounds unusual, but it is effectively like a, like a deodorant of sorts. And it's kind of close to your body. So when you move around, you know, it's kind of warm there. Mm -hmm. it, you it put projects. your deodorant on first, then yes, the spray? Yes, yes. Okay. And I usually try and do like a like a, like an unscented, yeah. like, you know, like an antiperspirant yeah. or something very lightly scented because that's the other it thing you need compete. to be cognizant yeah. of. Yeah, you know, you're wearing a lot of different fragrance products throughout the day. It's like we forget sometimes your shampoo, your lotion. Mm -hmm. you oh, know. we have good detergent. Jen and I have that good detergent. Diva. That, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's a perfume delicious. in itself. Have yeah. you? Ooh, which oh, one is this? It's the best. It's it's Diva amazing. by, um, I forget. Mm, Glamour Wash? Glamour, Ooh. yeah. I might have to try. Yeah, it. it's on Amazon, but okay. um, hmm. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. All you need is a skosh. You don't. Yeah. It, like it really? calls for like a quarter of a cup, but you don't need that. You I think I have heard of this actually. Yeah, it is amazing, Ooh. and you need it. Pretty much anyway. life changing. Yeah, totally. Cool. But it does compete with your mm -hmm. fragrances as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just something to be mindful of. You kind of want to look at like your portfolio of scents that you put on your body and just be mindful of it because they either will work well together or they won't. Um, so yeah. So uh, hair, underarm your uh, inner elbow, which is kind of like a classic place, and your wrist. So these are areas so like that- six spritzes? Four. Uh, four. Four. Like and, neck, and you can neck, under, under Well, yeah, if you're counting each one, underarm, two, yeah. One, two, three, four. Or do you do one? Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to well, one, see. two, oh, yeah. Oh, you're saying each point. You got yeah. Each yeah. Elbow. Mm -hmm. So, so like are you going like, like behind the neck and then just one underarm, then maybe one elbow. Yes, you can You can like sort of put them together. I know a lot of people rub. You can put the underarms together. You Look yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> We're not built that way. Um, no, and a lot of people will rub, which you don't really need to do. Like twister. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I feel like rubbing, the, if right. I have a scent that I don't like, I feel like it stays with me all day, like on um, mm-hmm. Bath and Body Works. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. like on you for three days. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some, you know? well, some scents are really aggressive. And yeah. I, I think some people, you know, you know, it's like I'm going to wear something and I really want to know that it's there at all times. And I think especially if you don't like something, it's going to plague you. Yes. I've definitely put things on myself that I'm clothing. like, I'm just like washing my neck yeah. off. And I I, it's like I can't get rid of it. It yeah. just it drives you nuts. So, yeah, that's generally what we recommend because that way – you know, because things burn off at different rates, you know, your, your body temperature is different on different parts of your body. Your wrists are more exposed than your underarms. This way you're getting a pretty steady fragrance effect throughout the day yeah. if you apply in those places. So that's kind of the intent to make sure you're getting something steady. Um, so back to the collections, like tell us about your fragrances that you sell and then the black and white collection like how how that works That's yeah interesting. so at the moment we've got five limited edition scents all of which are unisex um and for the most part we offer them in two different sizes uh, like a 7.5 milliliter spray which is kind of like a purse spray size it's really good for travel um and then a one ounce we don't really do big sizes because our clients like the variety they don't Change want it up. I, I it's that. like and i mean i know speaking for myself so like you know 30 mil is like you know uh one ounce I mean, that, depending on how often you're using that, that'll last you, let's say, a few months. But, I mean, you want to switch it up every once in a mm-hmm. while. I have a lot and of seasonally. Different. I like to switch yeah. it up seasonally. Or yeah. even day versus night True. or bed. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm a total – I kind of wish I came up with this concept because I love everything smelly. Like, <laughs> I'm my I'm, – because I'm blind probably. You know, I had LASIK surgery a long time ago. I feel like my sense of smell is so heightened. Mm-hmm. So I'm obsessed with smells. So I'm sad that I didn't come up with this concept. <laughs> Used to be a Katrina. Yeah, but I right. Katrina, I and I love it, it all, and I love her scents. Like, I, but anyway, the black and white collection. Yeah. Though. So aside from our limited edition scents, um, which we offer through our website, we also have a black and white collection, and this was kind of our way of being able to cater to people who like to experiment a little bit every month. Mm-hmm. So this way, um, it's a ten dollars subscription currently, and you get a little black and white mini, so two milliliters each. Um, and you don't know what you're going to get, but we kind of curate. You vote on it every single month. You kind mm-hmm. of up or down vote which one your favorite is, and you provide feedback. We love feedback. We thrive on that. That's how we make stuff good. Please provide feedback always, good or bad. Um, yeah, and that way, you know, you kind of pick which one is your favorite. If you really, really like one, you can contact us, and we'll give you, you know, the the purse spray or the, the full ounce. So if you really want, you know, mm-hmm. to commit to a larger size, you can. But this way you kind of like get to play around with different scents every month. You get to layer. It's kind mm-hmm. of a little bit more fun and mysterious. You, you don't have to commit idea. to it's it. It's really neat. Do you do like um, three-month gift cards? Like that'd be a we great do. gift for a niece or you yep. know, or a mom, Mother's Day gift or whatever. So you do gift cards? Yes, we have gift cards. Yeah. And I think right now we've got a $10 and a $30 denomination, mm-hmm. which is perfect for the black and white collection. Because yeah, that way you can give someone months. a month or three months and they can kind of play around I with love it. I love that idea like. for yeah. gift. And then, like, customizing scents. So, like, I'm upset. So when we went to the fragrance bar pop-up, my daughter and I both agreed on. So my numbers were 147. Her numbers were 467. And I went with her numbers because, you know, yeah. I was honoring her. But I'm still dying to know what my 147 really did smell like all together. But, like, how, um, how, you know, I can get. A, my custom bottle of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we keep track of everyone's fragrance bar selection. So if at any point in time, you know, you do come to a pop-up to do a, a, the fragrance bar, or if we're doing a private event, we keep track of all of that. So if you want to do a refill of your same scent, or yeah. there was like some other combination that was plaguing you, we can definitely do that. It's funny too, because when you play with the fragrance bar, 
you know, you smell each of the layers kind of separately. And sometimes people say, oh, I really like this. I really don't like that. What's so cool about it, though, and what really gets across what's interesting about fragrance is once you start pairing things together, it's very different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I've had a lot of people say, oh, I really don't like that mid note. And I'm like, keep an open mind. Try it with yeah. this or try it with mm -hmm. that. So sometimes it's the it's like the weird combinations that you think have it no business really being good. together. Yeah. And you layer all those together and you're like, ooh. Yeah. So I mean, no, we you know we've 27 different combinations. No one's you know rustled up anything gross yet. Yeah, <laughs> you know, which is good. Like, I, like maybe you beans. shouldn't do this. Yeah, yeah, like oh, you're really you're really going off the grid here. There's there's rogue and then there's crazy. But yeah, no, so far <laughs> yeah, you know we, we probably rogue. have gone through maybe half of those 27 different combinations and and all of them I think. I mean, it's like they're they're all my babies. I love them all. So they're, you mentioned so that your fragrances are unisex. What are some popular men's fragrances oh there are lots out there, there. i think especially like come holiday time like i don't know if you you all like see some of the holiday ads that come out but they're they're crazy it's part of like what makes part of what makes the perfume world really ridiculous but yes yeah, so around the holidays you'll see a lot of commercials for whatever the latest and greatest right. fragrances are mm -hmm. um i certainly you know from our own line i like h813 yeah that's, um, that's like a hemingway inspired fragrance there's like cool. tobacco and black pepper and lime in there um, out of the designer fragrances, I mean, Blue de Chanel is a really nice one. I just feel like that's like a very, just like classic, very likable men's scent. Like, I don't know any man or woman that doesn't like the way mm -hmm, that one smells. Mm -hmm. I'm, sure, I'm sure there's someone. But, but if, if somebody wanted to order from you, like, in, they had an idea of maybe another scent that their man liked, they, could you recommend something based oh, on... Oh, absolutely, like yeah. A combination so you ever, for yours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you email us, let's say, you know, at, at hello at jewelsandvetiver.com, we can always make recommendations. Yeah. Um, we've definitely that. had people who have reached out to us, and even when they do bespoke projects, one of the questions that we ask is, you know, what are some of the fragrances you've worn in the past? Mm -hmm. You know, are the ones that you, you liked once and then stopped wearing? Like, you know, what you like is, is always a gauge of, yeah. of, you know, what you might like from our collection, too. Um, you know, other men's scent recommendations, um, Aqua de Parma does one called Colonia, which I actually think is like very unisex and very nice. Um, and then there's one from Creed that they came out with that's an anniversary edition, but it's so expensive. It's, it's called Jardin de Amalfi, mm -hmm. and it's, you know, inspired by the Amalfi Coast, and it just smells so good. But the, so that's upwards of $500 a bottle. Like, oh, it's beautiful. Gosh. It's like a gilded, gorgeous bottle. But the beauty of that is like it's technically a unisex scent. So well, I, feel I feel like, like if you were to I'm gift John it, to uh, yeah, every so, scent mm -hmm. that I like mm -hmm. is very unisex. Um, yeah. yeah, clean and crisp, and um, so so we could splurge on the five hundred. Exactly, yeah. you're getting your money's worth it's if everyone can use it. Right? Think about that. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's the, you know. So if you're going fancy, you can go with a yeah. Creed scent. They're, yeah. they're, they're all really nice. It's just that they're they're top of the line there. Yeah. So where can we um, direct Smarties coming up for the holiday pop-ups um, to, to sample and experience Jules and Vetiver and purchase Jules and Vetiver? Yeah, so you can definitely purchase directly through our website. So um, that's julesandvetiver.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and, and all that as well. But um, we're going to continue doing pop-ups throughout the coming years. We have been looking for an actual physical location. So that's kind of on the agenda for you the future. You need like a food truck. Like a, yeah, yeah. Food a perfume mobile truck. perfume truck. Yeah. I like that. So you could just park it wherever. Exactly. Just that sort of cool. bring the gift of send to, yeah. to parking lots around around Charlotte. Although it kind of um, competes. But yeah, it'd be, it'd be neat. I, love, I think, you know, it's really interesting to experience the whole mm -hmm. yeah the whole journey of it yeah um and yeah so you can you know buy buy through the website we also are carried by a few shops here locally one of our first stockists here in the charlotte area was moxie mercantile so mm -hmm. they're located oh, here awesome. in charlotte and, and up in davidson so be able to 
to sample our scents there as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Congrats. Congratulations. So cool. That's amazing. Thanks. It's only been like a year or Yeah, year actually. Half, so, yeah. you know, we're coming up on the one year mark in a couple of weeks for the launch Girl, of M901. That's amazing. M901's My first baby's awesome. turning one. It's yeah, amazing. That baby is good. I love that one. Thank you. Um, so and then one more question. What tips do you have for other women thinking of starting a new business? You know, because it's it's like, hard what's the to biggest take thing that you've leap. learned? Yeah. Oh, I've year. learned I've learned a lot. It's it's really a roller coaster, especially for yeah. someone who, you know, was part of the corporate world and for whom, you know, being an entrepreneur is not like I wasn't I didn't come out of the womb saying like I want to yeah. be a startup. Yeah. Um, but some people are that way. Um, so for me, it was very much learned. I'd say when you start, you really need to kind of examine what your motives are for starting a business. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it that you want to do it? Because if, if for example, I, I have seen some business owners for whom it seems like it's a lifestyle choice. Like I want the flexibility of right. making my own hours. I, I want to be my own boss. There are easier ways to have that flexibility because, you know, having your own business is is financially taxing. It, mm-hmm. you know, it's emotionally taxing. So there are easier ways of achieving that objective if that's at its core, you know, right. what you're really right. looking for. Um, so make sure you're doing it for the right reasons maybe because otherwise you're, you're just going to exhaust yourself and then I would say um, you know you have to make sure that you're passionate about whatever the underlying thing is like if, if I just was like yeah I feel like starting a business but you know I don't know perfume seems like a business with good seems margins like or something yeah. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. you can tell so like yes. you it's totally transparent yeah you know you need to be motivated you need to love what you do like that's what's going to keep you putting one foot in front of the other every morning and mm-hmm. that's what's going to get people excited about what you're selling be it a product or service too um and then also I would say, like, you need to surround yourself with people who will give you honest feedback because I think it's so easy sometimes to be tempted to want to find supportive people. And supportive people are great. Like, you don't want people who right. are going to be unsupportive because, again, this is an emotional journey and it's just it's, – it's like it's a complete roller coaster. But, you know, if you're going to succeed, you need people who are going to be real with you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can't surround yourself with yes people and sycophants who think that, like, every single thing you do is made of gold because the market's not going to react that way. Like, you know, people may or may not like your stuff and they, they may or may not tell you. So you need to be around people who will tell you, you know, your business idea, I don't know how that's going to work. Or, you know, some of the stuff that you're making is not personally I think you know don't be around people who are cruel but they need to be realistic with (laughs) you because otherwise like you're not going to do well and you'll have no idea why and you'll think like but everyone around me said that this was a great idea like like just make sure to surround yourself with those types of people because it's really the only way that you're going to succeed and like you need to kind of at times have like a like a tough skin you yeah, know but right. but that's that's also a learned behavior i think yeah, yeah that's really good advice mm-hmm. well Thanks. thank you so much for hanging with us today and um smarties make sure you put jules and vetiver on all of your gifting wish lists throughout the year and again you can find jules and vetiver at julesandvetiver.com and on facebook and instagram and twitter at jules and vetiver and you can always find us daily on charlottesmartypants.com facebook and instagram at charlottesmartypants and twitter at charlottesmarties Thanks so much for listening to our Smarty Podcast. You can always join in on the conversation at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com.